0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Crossing Swords. It is 2021 and the divisions are all shaken up. And that means one thing and one thing only. We have Dewey Crocs and his Isles, plus Dami Hockey and his Rangers coming in to our division looking to, to make some noise. But we'll get into that. We got to talk about the Sabres first. I am Ty B and I'm joined as always by none other than Dwayne. Dwayne training camp is underway right now. Jack Eichel sitting out with an injury. Victor Olofsson goes hard into the post today, comes back, goes back out. Where's your head at right now? Heading, heading into everything.
1: Well guys, you know, first and foremost, glad to be back on the show. It's been way too long, but with that being said, excited to have hockey back six to midnight in a hurry. Um, you know, obviously they've already said that the Eichel injury isn't very serious. You know, it kind of sounds like it's a day-to-day thing. I think they even said it's a day-to-day thing. I've been at work all day, so I, you know, I'm not privy to the Olafson injury. I haven't seen any video of it yet, um, but I also heard that it's not, is it not serious?
0: They're not sure. They're going to have to evaluate it. No diagnosis yet. Um, I didn't think Came it was going to be serious at first because he ended up coming back. Um, some of the uh, reporters did acknowledge that he was s- telling some of the other guys out in the ice that he was feeling fine. But then he did end up having to go back to the locker room again, seemed to be laboring a bit with his arm. So that's something we're going to have to monitor. But Dwayne, we got to welcome in our guests here a little bit. It's going to be absolutely electric this year. The East Division with Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York, New York. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, Dewey Crocs and Dami Hockey. Dewey, the Isles made a crazy run last year. Can they keep it up? Can they can they make another run? Can they get themselves to the Stanley Cup finals? I,
2: I'm I'm always saying who would have thought the New York Islanders would be playing in the Eastern Conference finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I got Dami Hockey. Giving me the finger down there. And you know, Ty B, you did say that we're in your division. No, we're welcoming Boston. I mean, I'm sorry, Buffalo to the gauntlet. Welcome to our division this year. Eight times Isles and Sabres. That's an easy 16 points for the Isles. Let's go
1: Isles. I'm I'm yawning because that's how exciting your fucking team is. is. Must be
2: so exciting. To play in the postseason and get to a deep run. Oh, I'm sorry. How how many years of exciting hockey have the year in the last decade?
3: Oh, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. Oh. They, how, how many years have they not made the playoffs? What is it? Ten. How many how many Stanley Cups have you won in the past ten years? None. So you guys are even as far as everyone else is concerned.
0: Exactly. <laughs> all right, dive, right, hockey. The, the Rangers. The <laughs> Rangers. Kim, King Hank is gone. Things are looking a little bit different there in New York. Some new young guys out there with Panarin. You add Lafreniere. Where's your confidence level heading into this one after just missing out in the playoffs?
3: I, um, this is a year for my, just my personal opinion. I'm sure I'm not alone with Rangers fans on this one. It's kind of like, just like, let's see what these kids can do. I want to say on paper, I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure we're the youngest team on average in the NHL. The oldest guy on our team is Keith Kincaid. And I think he's 30 like 31, something like that. So it's kind of just like a see what you can do here. And as, with the short season, I'm sure Dwayne, as a player, you could definitely appreciate this short season, short training camp. Anything could happen. We could make some noise if they go two and six against Boston, I'll be amazed. So, I mean, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot. We got some really young faces in there. I just kind of want to see if we can make sure that the guys who've proven what they can do, like Panarin and Zibanejad, can kind of step up to the plate, see what we can get out of our goaltenders. I think the three we're going to go with is probably going to be. Like,
1: you a lot.
3: I'll, yeah, Shesty's sick. I think they're probably going to consider Georgie the number one, and then him and Kincaid, Shesty and Kincaid will probably be like the next two behind him. Uh, just can, Kincaid's been there, and he's going to play. I mean, he's that's a guy that brought a Devils team who had no business going to the playoffs to the playoffs, and he's, he's a local kid to the Rangers. All he's ever wanted to do is play for the Rangers. So between him and the young pieces, I, I, the team's going to be fun to watch. I don't expect much, so it's not going to break my heart if they don't do anything. here's but... good
1: question, though, Dom, is – how long until one of those two guys is traded? Because you can't have two goalies like that on your roster. One's going to want to play. Same thing that's going to happen over in Columbus. You got Corpus Corpusalo and Elvis. Uh, we had we had uh, Jean Luc Grandpierre on two goalies when Mike wants back, and he even said it. I, I wouldn't. He's not surprised if one of them gets traded this season.
3: Yeah, well, that was the thing too. Like uh, as I'm sure a lot of you guys saw or this this year. Right? We a lot of I even thought Georgie was going to get traded at some point, and then the, everything with Hank changed. So. If Shesty continues to develop, he's going to probably obviously be the number one. But, I mean, the guy's got 12 NHL games under his belt. Like, are we? It, he was great, but who knows what he can do. Um, georgie has been great. He's been really solid. So, I'd like to see him and Shesty going forward and Kincaid, unfortunate. Like, I like Keith Kincaid. I'm a big fan, so I'd like to see him on the team. But he might end up getting moved. Yeah, I mean, because then you got good – they have a ton of really good um, – not a ton, but you know what I'm saying. They got two more really good – prospects goaltender wise and Adam Huskin and Tyler Wall so I mean they have wealth in New York at goalie um, which for me not to pump Dwayne's tires or anything it's my favorite position to watch so it's exciting we'll, we'll see what they're going to do I'm going to miss breed. Hank what's that
1: we're a special breed that's for sure <laughs> special <laughs> you ain't
3: can. so yeah definitely so,
1: special definitely special
3: to wrap up this long-winded introduction to how I feel about the Rangers I am excited just to see them back on the ice and anything more than that is extra to me
0: yeah, and talking about seeing them back out on the ice, the Royal Blue Dwayne. I know you've at least seen some of these pictures from morning. training camp. How how does it look?
1: Uh, look it looks unbelievable. I think it's everything we ever dreamed it would could be. Um, you know, and of course, me being the selfish nothing's ever good enough Sabres fan, I now I want Goathead and they give me the retro jersey which looks unbelievable. Um, you know, See, I think uh,
0: that's where, I think you're going to get a throwback Jersey. And I think it's going to be the goat head and that might be next year.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, from a financial standpoint, it wouldn't make sense to roll all that stuff out in one year. You want to, you want to, they want all of our money this year and mm-hmm. they want all our money next year. So. And, and
0: the main reason I think that is because um, for a while, the Sabres did not own the rights to that logo. But they got it back when the Pagoulas bought the team. Um, a lot of people didn't know that, had some low-key people dig that up. Um, so they do own the rights to that. It hasn't been back into the NHL game, whereas all these other teams, you have tons and tons and tons of their jerseys in the game. I think they're you know intentionally keeping it out, again, because – you want to build it up. You want to put that in as that retro Jersey next year after they make the full switch. I think it's been like a planned transition. Um, I think they know what they're doing, but it it does look so good. I can't believe they decided to go to Navy instead of going to the Royal blue. It was the biggest mistake. Like, how do you do that? Like you, you think about cities like Pittsburgh, like the black and gold for all their teams. That's just iconic. Like why couldn't you just keep like a a, a consistent Royal blue, Royal blue and red Royal blue and, and gold
1: they switched to the goat jersey it had to do with adelphia cable and yeah Asia. they were and trying and to match the colors so, yeah. and so and you know like i was actually digging through a lot of my old stuff like just you know going through a lot of stuff i actually found because my dad was a original season ticket holder when they moved in there down uh, at seymour each not the plaza and uh i found all the original programming and all like the you know manuals they gave in the the inaugural season ticket holders and this shit's pretty cool. Like they gave a bunch of autographed stuff by the French connection. Like I had no idea. I even had this stuff in my possession. (laughs) Pretty cool. Awesome.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the one thing like the Knox family really did well. You think about like the swords and all that, they really Mm -hmm. did a good job of bringing the fans in and, and getting the community to, to love that team early. And it, it, it helps when you had guys that you had here, obviously with the French connection and having that early success. But you look at this, this current Sabres roster and there's some movement here. You you add Taylor Hall, you add Eric Stahl after a trade for Marcus Johansson straight up. Um, You also go out and you sign Tobias Reeder, Cody Eakin as well. Dwayne, are those moves moving the meter enough for you?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing you added, uh, obviously is depth, which is something that lacks so much on this team in past seasons. Um, you just don't replace Ryan O'Reilly with Patrick Berglund, like Patrick Berglund, you know, you know, the issues he was having mentally aside, like that guy couldn't hold Ryan O'Reilly's jock. Like it's a fact, um, you know, you just don't replace that guy with just anybody and they, they forced Casey Middlestat into a position he wasn't ready for because of it, because you're trying to, you know, trying to, you know, th- you're trying to, you're trying to fix a massive hole with duct tape and it's just not going to work. Um, and then, you know, Berglund dipped and then you, you put even more pressure on a kid like Casey, you, you move Mojo, Marcus Johansson into a position that, you know, playing center where she you was know, a natural winger. Hasn't played there uh, in
0: like six years.
1: Yeah, you know, he's been having his most success in the wing, which even I, I actually was looking at a lot of uh, lineups for, for the Minnesota, and they they have him at – they have Met center, which makes no sense. He needs, he needs to be in the wing. Um, you know, so I like – I you know, people, you know, hemmed and hawed about, you know, Johan Larson no longer being a part of the team. But, you know what, Cody Eakin adds a dynamic, maybe not defensively as a centerman, but – excuse me, offensively that, you know, the third line's been lacking for a while, you know, you had your third line essentially doing things that your fourth line should be doing. Um, You need your third line to be a scoring line. You, 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 it, it just can't just be just a lockdown defensive line. Like, and, you know, now that you've added that dynamic with Cody Eakin, you can, you know, and you know, there's a lot, there's so many, you know, options you have there because, you know, it's all been a foregone conclusion that, you know, uh, Dylan Cousins is going to be on this team. I mean, there's nothing more he can do in the uh, WHL. He's proven it, and he's proven it right now. Ripping it company. up, dude. But yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no reason he needs to be sent back to juniors. Absolutely not. He is in the NHL this season, so that's an interesting dynamic you're adding to your lineup. And you know, there's been a couple times during the tournament where he's shown that he has the speed coming in wide, that he can play on the wing, not just up the middle. He can play on the wing and be just as effective. So that's really interesting and that's exciting um you've seen in the lineups in these you know training camps if that's what you want to call it this mini you know training camp that they're having they've already moved i mean granted it's because you know you know jack wasn't there but just just because jack isn't there doesn't mean you know your your wings on that first line are changed sam is down on the second line with skinner and stall and i've been saying this for months that sam should not especially if sam wants to if he wants to get paid to me, if you're going to pay this man, $8 million a year, he needs to prove he can do it without Eichel. So this is exactly what you're getting. You're getting stall Skinner and, and Sam on your second line which, you know, the obvious, I mean, the obvious choice there on your first line is going to be Eichel Hall and, you know, hopefully Olafson, you know, depending on, you know, which way this injury goes. And then again, um, your third line, you know, it could be Eakin, Cousins, and maybe Tage Thompson. I, I can't remember which side T- Tage plays on. Um, I'm, I feel fairly positive they're going to have uh, Dylan on the right side. And then that leaves your fourth line with Gergensen's Lazar and probably to, Tobias, Toby reader. So I'm excited, man, because that's, that's a, that's still a solid fourth line. It's still a solid And you want, know, you know, the name I forgot Kyle Ocposo, I keep on forgetting that he's even on the team and he's going to be in the lineup because he is making what he's making. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, so you gotta, you gotta figure out a way to get him in there somehow, but yeah, from, from an outsider's like, perspective, from a we'll take a, a New York uh, point of view here for you cats first like you're looking at this team you're coming in here you're coming into the key brand, key bank library no fans doesn't matter if there are fans uh, you know how that atmosphere has been for quite some time uh, are you worried offensively that the Islanders can't keep up with what the Sabres have now.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Sabres have definitely shown time to time that they can get very streaky and uh, they, they do it once or twice a season. And you guys have added some great pieces as Dwayne just mentioned with uh, Skinner, I'm, I'm sorry, stall and Taylor hall and placing the Sabres in a division where it's mainly just offensive skill. It's, it's going to take a, a lot for teams to get these points here. It's not going to be any easy dubs coming from any of these clubs whatsoever, but this is definitely a very interesting season with the moves that the Sabres have made. Um actually very, very excited to see what they can do in a shortened season for sure.
0: I think that might really favor teams like the Sabres and the Rangers who really have nothing to lose. You're going to come out, balls to the walls, try to score as much as you can. Domi, you think that might be a little bit of a recipe for success for the Rangers or the Sabres possibly to get that fourth playoff spot because it's going to be four out of those seven teams who are going to advance?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you anymore because us, you guys, the Sabres and the Devils, like we're the cellar dwellers of this, this division easily, I would say, right? So in a shortened season, you, your offense gets fired up. You, you never know what can happen, especially with, again, how how little games are playing. You never know who's going to get hurt on what team, who's going to get what's going to happen. You mm-hmm. you You get hot at the right time. The Rangers last year after the playoff break or after the All-Star break, rather, were basically the hottest team in hockey. So, I mean, they have the talent there. You got guys like Panarin and Zibanejad who could just take over a game. And then, I mean, I'm expecting little to nothing out of any of these young guys. I just want to see them develop this year, but somebody's slumping and somebody gets hot, the Rangers or even the Sabres. Now you got at least a little bit of help around Eichel for once. You could really make some noise. You got Taylor Hall out there and then you got Skinner stays healthy. There's no reason why the Sabres can't make noise in this division. Like granted, the division's stacked, but Boston's starting pretty hurt. The Islanders are the Islanders
0: are what they are. I mean, they made a great run last year, but could not, could Boston end up being the sixth place team in this division? Because I, I think that's
1: fully possible right
0: now.
3: I don't see why not. I mean I no, go ahead.
1: No, my opinion, and I've been very, very, very vocal about this, is that with I know Marshan is in camp, but I don't I'm sure how like health wise how healthy is. I know they're starting the season without pasta. They don't have Char anymore. Not that Char, but but here's the thing about Char. Yeah, he doesn't have the speed to compete as well as he used to. But below the dots, I wouldn't take many other guys in the NHL than than Zadona Chara, because below the dots, the guy has a wingspan of over seven feet. He knows how to work the stick. He knows how to play the body. That's where speed is completely taken out, taken out of the game. Like below that whole area below the dots, there isn't many guys better than Zidane Chara, And they're going to find They're going to realize that that's going to hurt them in the, in the, in the long run, not having him there because he took away. So you take away so many scoring opportunities when you can play that well below the dots. Um, you know, there's a lot of question marks around the com- the commitment of Tuka Rask. I think it's ridiculous that people would question, you know, whether you stay in a, bu- a playoff bubble or go be by your daughter's side in the hospital. And I, any Bruins fan who thinks otherwise can literally sit on it because they're idiots. They're ignorant and they don't deserve a hockey team, in my opinion, or to root mm-hmm. for war. Um yeah,
3: yeah, that was terrible.
1: That was absolutely disgusting. And I know some people uh, from the Boston fan base who flat out, like, said he wasn't committed and his heart wasn't in it. his heart, your hearts with your family first and foremost. Um, but, you know, with all that being said, if I'm, if I am the GM of the Boston Bruins and I'm taking a step back and I'm looking at the situation, I personally think this is a good year to really try and get younger. And I'm not, do not be surprised. Do not be surprised if you see two grass get traded.
0: Yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. I'd be too surprised if someone have the money yeah. um, well, and, and can finagle that, that to make that work. Eh, I mean, I think they're possible. close to a
3: breakdown next couple of years. I really do that team. I mean, you see char walk away and then the rest they, of the team make it any told younger them
0: that they weren't, yeah.
1: you know, basically prepared to win this year.
0: That's right. why
1: he left. Well, that That's why I'm saying like, and I said this on like give me Tuka Rask on this team for one year, just for one year. That's wow. All right. Honest to God. No, honest to God. Like, you know, hypothetical trades like you have dead. You, ha, you have guys that are fighting for roster spots in this team. Casey Middleset is fighting for a spot on this team. He came in. I understand people, you know, um, want to say that, well, maybe he cut out the baby fat. That's why he's come. Maybe it's more all muscle. It's like, yeah, I'm why sorry. he
0: lost weight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He lost three pounds. He was getting body lost three
0: pounds you see Darlene comes in 15 pounds heavier I saw the pictures of him with the JDH boys looks absolutely yoked by the way promo code trainwreck on justition.com 10% off your order um but yeah I I would say the same thing use middle status trade bait now if you can get any value like do you him playing in this lineup if you if you do you got to hope he's going to be able to perform. And is he going to be able to perform in a third or fourth line role with this team? Probably not because of the game he plays as opposed to the the guys he's going to be on a line with. So you got to do what you can do. And maybe someone still is like drunk off of like a new year's hangover. Like, I don't know, they're on a new year's bender and you can just catch someone right now sleeping.
1: Like straight up, like I'm not even kidding, man. Like you put Tuukka on this team, you are immediately talking playoffs. Cause I like Linus Omar and everybody who knows me, who talks to me knows. I do not put this on goaltending. I didn't put it on goaltending last year. I wouldn't put it on this year. Defensively, this team needs help. But mm-hmm. even last year at 32 years old, he still put up vesna worthy numbers. He's probably going to do that again this year. And you can, if you can give me that on my team, no offense against Linus Omar, cause he is absolutely good enough to win. You are immediately in a no, talk. Look,
0: look at the Islanders the past few years, they've gotten a, a very good goaltending when you didn't really expect it. But a lot of that becomes because they're going with that two goalie system and they're riding yep. the hot hand and a lot can, you know, be said about, you know, they're making the right decision, but you got to make the right decision then on two guys which is even tougher than making the decision on one guy to be your, you know, your guy. So when you're looking at it is, could that be another recipe like for the Sabres, but like you need to go get someone because Carter Hutton can't really see cats. Do you think that like Tuka to Buffalo could ever be a thing? Because if it was, I, I think I'm before, right there with Dwayne.
1: Before he answers that question, I do want to remind everybody months back that somebody in this panel, somebody in this panel told me that Eric stalled the Buffalo would never happen, would never happen. And it happened. So. It happens. Yeah. It sure happens, Dwayne. I'll tell you what. Um, Does it? It happens. It- it either happens or it doesn't, and, and it happens. Sometimes you get your bagel. Sometimes you don't. It's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Sometimes someone eats your bagel.
1: Um, oh, but in, in, in the
2: world that we're living in now with everything the shortened season and stuff. Why not try it? Why not put it all on the table and get to go over the Buffalo and try it for the one year.
0: Listen, and you- not, not to mention you're playing damn near like home and homes or like back to backs, basically consistently throughout the year. So you throw out different goalies each night that throws off your, off the players, your goalies have, you know, an extra game to scout the team they're playing against. You know they get to see it right there, seeing what they're doing exactly in those moments. I don't know. Like that's something I would, I would probably
1: Dude, do if I'm a manager right now.
3: Anything can happen this year. It's going to be banana lands.
1: literally, literally you're in a condensed schedule where you're going to need solid goaltending from both your goalies. And let's, and let and another thing too, he's he's got only one year left on that deal, which makes him even more tradable. Okay. Oh yeah. And you're in a, you have a team where. Where you have Hall for one year, you have Stahl for one year, Reinhardt for right now, one year. Why not just push all of your fucking chips into the middle of the table this one year and just go for it? Just go for it.
3: I love it. You Dude, I love it. I'm in.
1: Literally, like, literally, like, 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 literally, you, you, these these contracts are coming dirt cheap. Travis Hammondick and Sammy Vaughton still don't have a job, they don't have right. a team mm-hmm. because they're holding out for more money that teams don't have.
0: And Hoffman, aren't going to pay him.
1: Hoffman just got a PTO? Yeah, PTO well, with the Blues. That, yeah, it was that was contingent because they they have to put Pasternak on long term injury reserve and somebody uh, not Pasternak. I'm sorry, um, uh, Tarasenko. I, yeah, Tarasenko, Tarasenko on yeah. long term injury reserve along with somebody else, so that frees Same. up that cap space to sign Hoffman. Yeah, Steen's um, retired. Stine and then Tarasenko would open up the yep. cap space yeah, for the contract, contract sign right. him. So That was the whole point of the PTO. That, 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 that was just nonsense. A PTO
2: yeah. is to get him in camp for the playoffs. So here, yeah. they're they're
0: it. they have until really – I see that. They're going to sign him. That's a really
3: interesting even, move, too. Listen, with I
1: made even – on a live video that I that I did like two weeks ago, I even made that point. I was like, you have a guy whos who is – He's playing for his next contract, just like Hall. He's playing for his next contract. You have a guy who want, who and I'm sure he wants to win, but at the end of the day, you want to, you want to give yourself security. You want to play for the big paycheck. So why not go to a team that, when you add it to their top six, and maybe dangle that potential to play with Eichel, even maybe mm-hmm. on the first power play unit. You dangle that in front of him and say, "Hey, come to Buffalo for you know four million a year," because that was Andy Strickland out of St. Louis. You know, he said, you know, c- comparable c- comparables. He's probably right around four or four point five. You're telling me you can't find a way to free up some cap space to bring in a guy like Mike Hoffman? Just go for it! Like, like, yeah. go for it! Yeah, no, yeah stop absolutely. People like Zemgus Jurgensen's two point five million dollars <laughs> a year. Or fucking Casey. You can do it. You
0: see, you see what the Penguins do and the way they've finagled cap for years, and they yeah. figured out guys you can plug and play. The same thing with the Blackhawks on the third and fourth lines. Go and for they've it. Gotten it done for a long time, but before we get to the end of this pod, I got two more main topics we're going to talk about. One, obviously, we got to pick our how this division's going to play out. But before we get to that at the end, we got to talk about. Who we think is going to win the heart trophy for 2020 2021, exactly like even though it's a 2021 <laughs> season? Exactly so, this <laughs> guy looking at the odds here Connor McDavid, the favorite, plus 450, McKinnon, second favorite, nine fi- or 550, Matthews is third, plus 900, Eichel, uh, seventh, at plus 1500. Uh, sorry, don't see any of your guys on there. That's uh. Little, like, oh, no, 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 Pasternak, no, he's not, no, yeah. no, 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 oh, no. Panarin, Panarin, yep, plus, uh, actually, 12-1, to 1, so not too bad, he's uh, fourth, actually, that's why I went right by him, but um you're How looking at you those disrespect numbers, the bread, man. <laughs> he didn't, he wanted to play by water, he could have came to Buffalo, but Buffalo wasn't in his list, so that's why I'm going to disrespect him, he could have played oh. on lovely Lake Erie, lovely Lake Erie, To be
3: fair, Lake Erie is definitely a lot cleaner than the East River. So (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But how do you – yeah, Dami, we'll start it with you. How do you see this Hart Trophy race playing out? Obviously, a condensed season. You're playing the same teams over and over. Where do you see this one going? Well, I could just – I'm not –
3: I don't want to be a homer and and favor Panarin winning it, but I feel like in comparison to say like the top three or four projected winners, he's kind of at the biggest disadvantage. Like you have McKinnon, everybody and their mother last year thought the abs were going to pull it out. And a lot of people think it is next year. And then you have a guy like Connor McDavid, who is one of my favorite players. I own his Jersey. He has, you know, drives with him. He's considered a generational talent. Mm -hmm. So he kind of, yeah, it's expected to see- at
0: 12 to one as well. Like,
3: on a yeah, 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 exactly. And then who else is on that list? I I know you just went over it, but like guys like Kucherov and Eichel and Matthews and stuff. Eichel is, I don't know what his team's are. like. He, I, I know we're talking praise about the Sabres right now, but you never know. Like they're like, not to relate this to baseball, but as a Mets fan, there's always that LOL Mets, LOL Sabres possibility. Like, doesn't matter what's on the yep. field or on the ice. Something terrible can happen and just break our hearts. Um, uh, but circling back to Panarin, I mean, again, he's got the youngest team in the league. If they get hot, a lot of that is going to come from him distributing the puck and him making space for these other guys. So, I, I mean, I'd like to see him win it. I feel like it could be great, especially considering all the money we threw at this kid. But, um, yeah. I, but at the same time, I don't see any reason why Eichel can't win it. You know what I'm saying? Like he yep. he, it's not even as much as that. Taylor Hall coming in makes you guys better. Is that Taylor Hall is going to look great because Jack Eichel is going to make him look great. Like the way Eichel distributes it, I think I want to say you and me talked about it. Uh, I don't remember if it was on here or on Real Talk about Eichel had like a ridiculous amount of primary assists, like for
0: I don't remember the number, but it was insane. So, yeah, he, like it, it was two seasons ago, he played like f- Dwayne. Do you remember what it was? He had like 25, 26 primary assists in yeah, a row before that's he, he had a secondary assist.
1: Yeah, it, like, he, like it was look,
0: unbelievable.
1: Jack Eichel is the perfect example of when you're on his line, he makes everybody better. That's just the the player he is. And here's the thing. This is why I think
0: Taylor Hall, 35 to one, by the way,
1: I wouldn't call, (laughs) I I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call Jack Eichel like a runaway, you know, candidate for the heart, but Jack Eichel has never played with a guy like Taylor Hall and Taylor Hall has never played with a guy like Jack Eichel. And if they Mm -hmm. can click and they have chemistry, Jack Eichel before that injury to his core, uh, last season was absolutely on fire. He was in the talks on a, on a losing team to be the MVP of the season. He had that, what was it? 18 game uh, point streak was he mm-hmm. 16 or 18 games. It was, it was insane how well he was playing and how he put this team on his back every single night. And just like you said, Panarin creates space. Are you having you know, these other guys will hopefully create space for a guy like Panarin. Same thing can be said with Eichel and Taylor Hall. Now Eichel has space to work because now you have to you have to worry about another guy, a yeah. former MVP like Taylor Hall. And in an 82 game season. I said the moment they signed Hall, if everything clicks between them two, I put Jack Eichel at 60 apples and 110 points without question, without question. Because he was performing at a ninety-plus point pace, yep. uh, ninety-plus point pace with Sam Reinhart and uh, Victor Oleson. You know, you put Taylor Hall, a guy who won the MVP on the fucking New Jersey Devils. <laughs> still Later, that's, dude, that's You're one later.
0: that
3: that Devils team that him and Kincaid went to the play. Yep. That team had no reason to them carry him.
0: No, Corey it went, Taylor was Hall awful, and Kincaid yeah. just came
3: in and got hot. He was uh, he was hot. Taylor Hall hooked him up like a wagon, said, "Hey, buddy, yep. let's go. We're going." Catsy
0: Katsy, Barzal, sorry, 30-1 uh, to 1 to win. Do you think he's got a shot? Is that where you're putting your money? I mean, if he doesn't
2: sign with us, he doesn't have a shot to win with anybody at this point. I mean, we're the only I ones mean, that can give him a contract at this point, and we got 48 hours till camp, and the guy's not signed. That's a he's on game. Long Island that's a quarantining, and the guy is not signed. But Sleepy Lou wants to bring in 100-year-old Andy Green, back from the dead, Corey Schneider, and Long Island's beloved Matt Martin. But hey, let's not resign our franchise player. I hope during the press conference tomorrow, where Barry Trotz and all thirteen of these players show up to camp, that that is when we say, "Hey, we got bars out for a two-year deal. Let's get it."
0: Yeah, two years. I'm I've been here in three years, around six and a half. But uh, all right, Dewey, uh, who's winning? Who's winning the heart? I'm a huge McKinnon fan. I'm I'm on that Avalanche bandwagon
2: all the time. I love saying that the Avalanche are just built differently. And I was like, on that wagon with the Burrs with Burrs during the playoffs to so hope the Avalanche. Really and me up.
0: And, and, you know, and,
2: and and Train Trainwreck was all on the way, actually, <laughs> but tough. um, McKinnon is just top tier that, in. The that train generational just got player. Snowed in. But I'm a huge McKinnon fan. <laughs> I, I, really, I really hope the Avalanche make a little bit more noise. They added some good pieces uh, this year with Devontes and I mean, Devontae and Cal McCarr on that blue line is just yeah. dangerous. The Absolutely on that dangerous. Team is ridiculous. And I'm a huge, huge McKinnon fan, so I'm hoping Absolutely. McKinnon wins that hard trophy.
0: Yeah, they're going to get up and down. I think my money, it's I'm money. going Jack Eichel or Elias Patterson, 16 to one. I think if Vancouver has another Ooh. year where they can get to the playoffs, oh, my heart they have a nuts, great, maybe. great chance to in that North a division. Um, I think Vancouver could win it. And if they do that, I think Vancouver will be because of the play of Elias Patterson. So we'll see what happens up there. Let's get into our predictions though, for the division, give me your top four, And I don't care who the fuck you think is going to win the division. Give me who's going to advance from the division in the playoffs because they're going to be playing each other to see who advances. Started off with cats.
2: Great. Right. Yeah, me. Well, I'm riding high in the aisles because they did it the last two seasons and they'll do it again. Uh, I really like the Capitals because it's Ovechkin and any team with Ovechkin is in the playoffs automatically when he scores a million goals in two games. It's whatever. Um, and you really can't count out. I mean, the Flyers made a lot of noise last year. A- AV has done a wonderful job. Sorry, Dom, with, with the Flyers. I, l- I like the Flyers' chances. And I got a floating here, 4-5, or five with I really want to say Boston or the Rangers finishing out that top four.
0: All right, Tommy. Yeah. What do you got for me?
3: That's I mean, yeah, cats. I, I have, I don't know why, and this is going to sound crazy and anyone who thinks I'm an idiot, you can just pound sand, but as the Rangers fan, I have a soft spot for the Capitals and I just can't explain why. Oh, between Ovi <laughs> and TJ Oshie, I just, I don't know. I love TJ Oshie. He's one of my favorite players. So I have, I, I, no disrespect to the Isles, but the Capitals were way better in the way they played against that series against the Islanders. Like that's just, I mean, that didn't make any sense. So I, I wouldn't be surprised the caps, Um, I'm never going to count the Penguins out ever. As long as they have Sid and Malkin together, I'm never going to count them out. Um, As much as it breaks my heart to say the Flyers, I I think that team is well-rounded to a level that's just insane. Carter Hart is out of his gourd. Again, to play at the heartstrings of Dwayne here, talking goalies. Um, I don't (laughs) – this is pains me to say it. Cats, cover your ears. I think I want to say the Islanders. I, I do. I, I don't see them. They're not. I, I don't know. I, they play a boring game. I know you hate yeah, when I say ah, that. Ah. You hate when I say that. But when I say it's they a play a boring it's so game, boring. It's, <laughs> it's not a disrespect, but, it, but me wrong, it's like it's, not a it's like watching the devils I'll take, back. I'll,
2: in I'll the take day. boring hockey. I'll take boring hockey in June. Listen, I'll take boring hockey in June while you guys don't get to watch your team from April. Oh, okay, listen,
0: listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. we will.
3: We will this year, bud. Simmer down, simmer down. The spiciest meatball on the show here. When I say they're boring, I don't, it's not a knock. It's just they play a boring game where, as the same thing with, with Jonesy with the Blues, they play a boring game. They play that grind you down defensive move the puck game. It's not flashy and exciting. The Rangers, 10 times more exciting, but they're not a better team that's just the reality right. like the aisles win games so like when i say they play a boring game it's not a disrespect thing it's right. just a reality thing right. like they play a boring uh, game but they
1: i watch documentaries on animal planet when the aisles are playing i,
3: uh, I do it i said last night what i say on uh, on real talk i said uh i you know i'll watch the rangers obviously if they're on msg i'll stay up and watch some of the devil's game i'll obviously watch the sabers and then if the aisles are on i just take a melatonin and go to bed <laughs>
2: <laughs> I listen, listen and the islanders playing boring hockey the the perfect example of that, uh, and, and and I see where you're coming from, Dom. It's just not exciting. The, yeah, they play
3: a Barry Trotz game.
2: and there's Right, nothing- and, it, and, it, and it's just the system that Barry Trotz played. I mean, maybe it didn't look the same with the Washington Capitals because they have Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, again, scoring a million goals every two games. Right, right. But but a perfect example of that boring game um, was there was a clip not too long ago in like games like two or, or three of that series. They were just forechecking the last five minutes of the game, getting the puck to the neutral zone, dumping it in, forechecking, and it led to a mistake in the defensive end on the Capitals and then ended up on a Cal Clutterbuck deflection goal. Like, that's pretty boring to me, I guess. But, like, it's still, that's how they're winning games, and that's yeah, how yeah. they beat the Washington Capitals in a play. They almost swept them.
3: Yeah, they – the before – you have to look up the numbers specifically just because I don't remember as a while ago. But the year before Trotsy took over, they were on paper the worst defensive team in the NHL. So – and nothing really changed they just bought into the system and those guys would run through the boards head first for that guy we, and that's that's what works cuz uh, mm-hmm. with the exception of Barzi and maybe a couple other guys on that team there's really nobody special i mean they're pretty interchangeable which is about anybody else in the nhl but it works mm-hmm. because they bought into the system they play hard and they think that they, like they believe that they can do it so they they do it it's yeah boring, but it works.
2: Right, yep. right. And, and that transition year from Doug Waite firing Doug Waite to getting Barry Trotz, that last year with Doug Waite and John Tavares, the Islanders gave up the most goals in uh, the league. Awful at that. And then Terrible. going Goal
0: cutting was to, bad too, but like
2: Whole 110 uh, I'm sorry, 360 turnaround here. I was going to say 110%. Per- I was going to say 110%, turn. but um, Barry Trotz comes in, Lou Morello comes in, they gave up the least amount of goals and then Barry Trotz ends, ends up winning uh, the Jack Adams Award that first year. Yep. So the strategy works. Uh, it's it's it there and it, it just does. might not be the exciting but but they're winning against the top teams in the league. Yeah, it's
1: not we'll bad for playing third
0: title in New York. We'll see if it continues Dwayne
1: company with fall asleep in the in the stands this year. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Dwayne, give
0: me give me your give me your prediction here. Top four. Give it give it to me quick. Give it to me hard. Give it to me sexy. I
1: know you're picking the sabres to win the Stanley Cup. Rain, uh, honestly top four Rangers, Flyers, Buffalo, Washington, call it a night. Boom, boom. Who's advancing? Who's advancing? Those are those are
0: my four. Or... Yeah, but who's going to advance out of those four?
1: Oh, uh, fucking Sabres, maybe.
0: All right, let's go. That's exactly what I wanted <laughs> uh, to hear. I mean, obviously. Dwayne, yeah. I, I love it. I'm going Washington. I'm going Philly. But I'm going to take – oh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh over the Islanders. Sorry. And the Sabres are finally getting back to the playoffs. We need it. Maniac needs a haircut. You heard it here first. It's going to happen this year. Send it in. The Sabres are going straight to the Stanley Cup. It is the year of the Buffalo. Water, Buffalo. I know. I don't give a fuck. Buffalo's right near water. I already said it earlier. Chinese New Year says it. Everything says it. It's Buffalo's year. Good night. Now, let's go, Sabres.